When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a Planners and Wine production. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Reality and Wine. This is your girl, Meg, and I am here with my friend, Laura. Laura, how are you? How have you been? I have been doing well, you know, just watching some of The Bachelorette, watching Mm -hmm. all of this messy drama unfold. Girl, oh Oh my gosh, it's been so much. Cannot cannot complain at all. It's been great over here in New York, so. Yes. How's Nashville? Nashville is good. Nashville has gotten cold. Um, so yeah, trying to just mentally prepare myself for cold weather. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. Maybe we'll have a nice white Christmas in uh, Nashville. We hadn't had one in Texas really since I lived there. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so girl, okay, so before we get into the episodes, guys, um, just so y'all know, we'll be recapping episode two and three, because it's been a couple of weeks, so we have two episodes, and I actually watched both of these episodes back to back, I missed episode two last week, and so right before episode three came on, I just went ahead and watched it, so I... I just got all the drama at, at once, it was oh, crazy, it was goodness. crazy. Yes, it it's a lot. Mm-hmm. As Tasha would like mm-hmm. to say, it's a lot. Doesn't she talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> she does. But before we get into the episodes, let's talk about some news that is going on in Batch Nation right now. So what did, what was your reaction? And we kind of text a little bit, but we can kind of talk <laughs> about our reactions in real time. What was your reaction to Katie and Blake's breakup? Okay, so before we jump into that, I do have to call out Myra. Um, because she posted like just a regular story, but the gift that she used was Greg. Mm -hmm. And I said, Myra, you are a member of Batch Nation. (laughs) Like, I know you don't know this because you were just probably looking for a gift that like, it was just like a guy being excited, being like, OMG. I, I can't said, believe I missed it. I said, that is Greg. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Look at Myra. Oh, my God. I'm so, proud. Myra go. but, um, I'm so proud. Okay, so Katie and Blake's breakup. I know we addressed this on the first episode that we recapped. So just for context, um, mm. Katie was kind of the filler. It was very mm. apparent that they wanted Michelle to be the next Bachelorette. But because Michelle is the woman that we love, she said, yep. not leaving my kids again. So... Mm-hmm. Um, if you her guys, school kids, yeah, not her. her yeah, kid oh kids. sorry, <laughs> that's a good caveat. Um, she said, "I'm not going to leave my school kids anymore." But like, so mm-hmm. if you guys can wait till the summer, and so they did back to back Bachelorette seasons, and Katie was kind of that filler season. Yep. And the winner that she chose was Blake, mm-hmm. who had previously been on the Claire and Tasha season. Mm-hmm. Um, Great guy. 
yeah, love Blake. Great, great guy. He like he volunteers with these African safaris, and like mm-hmm. it's really funny if you follow him on Instagram. It's literally he gives like how to get your possum from under your house, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very wholesome type of guy. Very silly. I just always felt from the jump that with the situation that happened at the end of Katie's season, where basically one of her guys, Greg, one of the ones she really liked, he basically imploded and left the show and just kind of left her hanging. I really felt strongly that that is who she was going to pick. Pretty much the whole world felt like that's who she was going to pick. And had Greg not done that, he probably would have been her final pick. So it kind of seemed like, I mean, we saw Katie throughout her whole season. Like she was just so like by the book. So like, oh, I have to follow this process. She just, you know, seemingly really believed in it. And I just felt like she was going to pick somebody no matter what. And I feel like, that's what she did with Blake because here we are now whether they were only like officially in a relationship outside of the show for what like four months or something engaged and now they're they are completely broken up saying that they're not compatible with each other and I really feel like it's because Blake was not going to be her choice it was going to be Greg well also too like 100% agree with that also too like and we see this happen with couples that like they don't really spend their time on the bachelor like talking mm-hmm. about real world things and so yep. i mean there have been so many couples like jojo picked her season finale guy who she's still mm-hmm. with but it's been four years and they've been just engaged for four years yep. and yep. they plan on getting married but they've been engaged for four years or rachel right. Lindsay, like she was engaged to brian for two additional years like mm-hmm. because like they're kind of dating when they get off the show i mean so. yeah they are yeah they I just, mean, they're just technically engaged but they're basically just boyfriend and girl. right right <laughs> yeah. literally and so mm-hmm. um i mean a huge part of blake's life is that he leaves for months at a time and he goes to africa mm-hmm. and he does these safaris and he does these types of things and um long distance is not for the faint of heart like no it's not you know and I um so John Michael and I did long distance for four years across different Mm -hmm. countries different time zones and I say Mm -hmm. it was the best but also the worst part of our relationship um right and we had been together at the time for over a year before we made that decision of like, yeah. and we had this foundation and we had really, really talked through what do we want? What do we not want? What yeah. is long distance going to look like? What's it not going to look like? But I can only mm-hmm. imagine being someone who's established in your career and being like, this is what I do and this is how I go mm-hmm. about it. And then be like, okay, hey, I know we just got engaged, but G2G for two months. Right, 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 right. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And sidebar, how do you feel about long engagements? Do you have any strong opinions about long engagements? <laughs> I feel like not to be controversial. No, no, no. <laughs> I the, uh, here's how like I feel. So I'm like currently engaged, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I had always said that like I wanted a longer engagement, but mm-hmm. like for me, that's like a year. And I, yeah. I just kind of think that's how long like it takes to plan. I mean, you can do it shorter, you can do it longer, but um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, like, we have been together for coming up on seven years. Like, mm-hmm. I always say, like, the only thing that's going to change when we get married is how we file our taxes. Like, we yeah, have been in right. a very committed relationship for many, many years. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't. I guess I don't have, like, a big opinion on it one yeah. way or another. But I also think, like, the duration of the relationship will really kind of be, like, you know. Yeah. 
I totally agree. I totally agree. I guess for me, for me personally, I never wanted a long engagement. Like I never wanted to be engaged for longer than the time that it took to plan the wedding. Yeah. So if we needed a year or two years to get everything in order for the wedding or whatever, then that's just how long we would have engaged. I guess it just kind of, it's just weird to me when people are engaged and they're not even actively planning a wedding. They're just yeah. engaged. Yeah. I mean, like I'm just the, like, what is the point? Right. Like for me, I probably wouldn't do a four year engagement. You know, right, unless you needed four years to plan some insane wedding. But besides, that, but like you said, for even for like Jojo and Jordan made sense. But like I'm talking about like normal couples in the real world. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if anybody out there had a super long engagement where you weren't planning a wedding. Like fill me in. Give me some information because I don't understand. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think right now the wedding industry right now is so saturated. And I feel yeah. like any of my covid brides can like so now, with that. And it's funny that is the. the asterisk with the COVID situation absolutely right right. but it's also funny because I feel like I'm at like the end of COVID brides because like now we have vaccines and Mm -hmm. testing and like that's very part of like the wedding jargon but like people who were supposed to get married in March of 2020 like I know many people who were supposed to get married then and still aren't married now um apparently Jojo and Jordan would have been married over a year ago had COVID not happened because I think they were originally had a wedding plan for 2020 and then in 2021 and they've just had to keep moving it back but like they've been together too long if I was hurting him I would have been like you know what <laughs> I, mean, I would just like say like just get eloped <laughs> like just get like eloped and have the ceremony know? and all that when it's safe later I after being together that long I would not have wanted to push my my wedding back twice yeah. for two um, years yeah. Well, and also too, like 2022 and 2023 are fun fact. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants a fun wedding fact, is m- more weddings are happening in 2022 and 2023 than 19 than since 19. Man, the date's gonna. I forgot the date, but like <laughs> 19 since like 19 like 42. Like, That's insane. More and so like all of mm-hmm. like vendors and all of these things are. Like, prices are insane, yeah. like, even more insane than weddings. Like, people are backed up for, like, years mm-hmm. um, just because of, like, yeah. everything that's going on right now. Because, yeah, like, nice. you have everyone who got rescheduled on top of people like me who then got engaged during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just the, you know, eh. Yeah. The, the pandemic's just affecting everything. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, more Bachelor Nation news. So... <laughs> Matt James, <laughs> our last bachelor, um, is coming out with a book. And sidebar, I really hate when celebrities, and I'm I'm saying that term loosely because I don't really know if Matt is considered a celebrity or not. Matt is considered a celebrity or not. But I hate when celebrities come out with books. Okay. Because you know they didn't write them. Right. Okay, here's my hot I take. hate that. You know how, like, all the celebrities, mm-hmm. like, first came out with like merch right yeah like it was like a thing become like bachelor nation star and then mm-hmm. become a merch and then like now yep. everyone has an alcohol yeah. brand right like literally becca chris harrison yeah. like all these people have uh alcohol brands now everyone's writing a book it's just like mm-hmm. the thing to do <laughs> sorry sorry they are releasing a book <laughs> Okay, obviously with like the merch and um, you know, the alcohol, this is clearly just stuff that they're just attaching their name and likeness to and getting paid for. But it's like the book really comes with the pretext that you wrote this. Also, too, as we said, everyone is twenty one. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like here I'm trying to think of people who came out with a book within the last year. Oh Colton. God. Didn't Hannah Brown? Maddie Pruitt. <gasps> Maddie Hannah Brown have a book too. 
Tyler Cameron. Okay, well, also Matt James is best friends with Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron, so they were probably like, Matt, you so have to write a book. And you know what? The writer in me just really cringes at this because there are so many like amazing authors out there who barely ever get any type of recognition, and literally all you have to do is get famous for some random-ass thing, and you can have a New York Times bestseller that you had little to nothing to do with the actual creation of it. That just bothers me. I, I don't like it. Right. Like I know that Colt, I know that in Colton's book he talked about coming out, and I thought like, okay, that's a, like I could, I could, I guess. you know, Obviously, like that yes. I understand. But here's my thing that I was thinking about, Matt. First mm-hmm. off, Matt, you have a great story. You are the first Black Bachelor mm-hmm. ever. Like mm-hmm. that is a, like I I would read that book had you maybe waited more than a year to get off the bat. Like we haven't even had a new Bachelor yet. Haven't like, even had a new Bachelor. No, nope. we haven't had a new Bachelor yet. Also, like. You and Rachel are currently together, but like, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, listen, I I w- send them my love and my peace and my blessings. But like, mm-hmm. how well is this book gonna age? Like, if you end the book and you're like, this is my girl, girl, that is how's the thing. book gonna? I guess, and I, I I guess I see what you're saying too, because obviously Colton has a very interesting story to tell. Right. So I can get behind that. Matt also has a very interesting story to tell. I can get behind that. But Maddie, and for those who don't know, Maddie was a contestant on Peter's season. She's like 23, 24 years old. What, what, what exactly, what does she have to talk about? I think her book, because you know I love Bachelor Nation. Oh so from what I understand about her book, it's all, she's really become like the new Sadie Robertson. Do you know like that girl from Duck Dynasty? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I do recognize that. Sadie. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so Sadie, like, you know, obviously was on Duck Dynasty and like mm-hmm. very much was all about like her values and her mm-hmm. faith and her morals and like how she portrayed that like on TV and then like in dating and then in mm-hmm. marriage. Like, and she's like a religious influencer. And mm-hmm. that is very much who Maddie has become. But I it's like. It. But it's, it's like, what life experience does Maddie have to really... I want to see what her book is called. Tell the people, like, nobody older than Maddie better be buying this book. That's all I'm going to okay. say. It is called <laughs> um, This Moment. Standing firm with... Hold on. That's as far as my my Gosh. Google will go. Um, oh, it's a... Okay, it's called Made for This Moment. Standing firm with strength, grace, and courage. I guess. I guess. I hate celebrity books. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I just, oh. I'm just not interested. I, Here, oh, yeah. I mean, crazy. her whole book is all about how she was on season 24 of The Bachelor. Of course. Maddie was able to maintain her convictions, not just because she was strong in the moment of pressure, but because she was in strong and because of her moments of preparation. I knew it was going to be about that. I knew it. I knew that it was going to be finagled into that. So it was a big theme on her her being on Peter's season that she was a virgin and saving herself for yeah. marriage. And now she has turned this into a life of being an influencer and also being an author, which obviously there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. That's her personal choice. But here, here is literally what it says. It said, made for this moment will appeal to fans of Sadie Robertson. What did I tell you? That is so That is cringy. literally in that the description. That is so cringy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Matt James's book is coming out. Who knows what it will say? All I will say is that I think Matt has a very excellent story. Like, I think mm-hmm. it is very interesting to talk about being the first Black Bachelor and the pressures that were put on you. Also, like, can only imagine, like, I think it would just be such a good examination, but I don't know if Matt would be willing to go this deep to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I ended up falling in love with someone who's, like, parents don't believe in my identity see here's what i was about to say i was about to say that he's probably gonna pull a colton and when and if him and rachel ever break up he's gonna write new chapters to the book Mm. going way more into detail about their relationship which is literally what colton did yeah so then colton had a restraining order taken out on him but we can talk about that later oh my gosh (laughs) and you know what and this is kind of something i've i saw recently on tiktok because it's kind of bringing up something else and this let's go it was, go. It was kind of somebody kind of basic okay so it was a tiktok about it was an interracial couple the man was black and the woman was white and it was like this tiktok with all these beautiful pictures of them and you know um really romantic music but the caption was basically talking about the struggle that they had in their relationship where basically her family did not want her to marry him literally because he was black, but now her family wholeheartedly accepts him because they now have children. And I'm, and I'm looking at this and I'm seeing all the great comments and Oh my God, what a beautiful story. You know, race doesn't matter. All these things that people are saying in the comments. And I'm thinking to myself, having biracial grandkids, does not make somebody not a racist anymore. Is that a controversial thing to think? Because I felt like I was the only person who felt that way because nobody no. is saying no. that. No, welcome to my family dynamics. <laughs> really? You know, but yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think, I do think that children, obviously, like, mm-hmm. I think people want to love their grandchildren. I of think course. it's a lot easier to examine mm-hmm. when you have your grandchildren, but I mean, like, I grew up in a biracial family. I'm currently creating a bi. I'm I'm not pregnant. Um, someone asked okay, me that announcement or someone asked me that on a YouTube video, and I was like, I don't know if I should feel like if I should be mad about this or like. Well, y'all mind your damn business and stop attacking Laura with these type of questions. She's too nice to tell y'all to leave her alone. I will tell you. My gosh. But um, yeah. I mean, like, definitely coming from a biracial family, I yeah. think it's easier to. Like, once someone is in your family and once someone is a part of it, like, and now here we go in deep. But, like, I remember growing up that, like, I would be in high school and so many of these people who I was friends with would say, like, I could never date a black person. And I would just, like, be sitting there. Oh, my. In front of you, they would say Welcome that. to the South. But, um, wow. yeah, like, literally in high school, like, I remember, like, a girlfriend at the time. We are not friends for context. But yeah. uh, <laughs> she's saying, like, oh, my God, I could just, like, never bring a black guy home. And I was just sitting there, like, and then she turned to me and she was like, oh, well, like, not a black guy like your dad. You know, like, he's a good black guy. And so, like, wow. really kind of <laughs> Meg's face right now. Y'all can't see it, but her jaw is on the floor. It's the audacity for me. The caucasity for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but... I think it's easier for people, like, once they know a quote-unquote, like, black person or a quote-unquote good black person, that it makes it easier for them to be, like, oh, like, I accept them or, like, you know. But that doesn't mean they see any other black people outside of that in particular black person any different. And it's, like, having biracial kids is not the cure for racism. Well, not at all. Because you're, well, and also, too, your biracial children are going to feel 
parts of their identity that they've never been able to identify mm-hmm. with. Like there were so many instances in which I was too white to be with the white kids, but too, or sorry, too white to be with the black kids, but too black to be with the white kids. And like, you know, growing mm-hmm. up biracial, you have your own struggles and mm-hmm. all of these things. But like, yeah. um, you know, I could totally Insane. see Rachel's family being like, we're so against this. And then you meet Matt and like also Matt's mom is white. So that makes white people feel more comfortable. It like, does. you know, like there's so mm-hmm. many deep levels to that. But to your TikTok point, yeah. no, it doesn't. I think no. people, um, when you have someone in your more immediate family are more willing to listen and are mm-hmm. more willing to have conversations and understand, mm-hmm. especially if it's someone that they truly do love. But mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of unlearning and relearning yeah. and you have to be willing to do that. And like the idea yeah. of unlearning, even though it's been around forever, has only become like trendy within the right, year, right, you know? right. And I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like regardless of my feelings for somebody, I don't think I could even be with anybody whose family felt like that about me and was one like was very open about feeling like that yeah. about me just because I was black and then also I would never want these type of people like these they would never have the opportunity to love my children because my right. children would never be around them Correct. period point blank because I would never want them to have the opportunity to make my kids feel how they were how they made me feel how they made any you know I don't know man it just seems like I just I can't relate <laughs> it's too Rachel much we send you so much love <laughs> I, I definitely I definitely do if he wants to sign up for that because that sounds like a very very hard um life I digress oh we got on such a yeah. tangent but that was good <laughs> that, I like that that was a, a interesting conversation yeah see reality yeah. and wine you get a little bit of life a little bit of education and a, yep. a lot of bachelor nation wrapped up see this is when I tell people like that's why the bachelor nation is like so wrapped into society because we can go off and talk about these real things. Yep. yep. It's not just reality so, TV. Yeah. It's literally reality also. Yeah. So, ooh, yep. too much, too much. So on a lighter <laughs> note, let's talk about um, the second episode. So we started the second episode of Michelle's season on a group date. Um, Michelle was, they, they did like, they were with her students and they were doing like spelling tests and math and all this different stuff. How do you feel about, one, do you think these were, Michelle's real students or do you think they were just child actors and two I think they're you think they were just child actors yeah I think they were actors yeah. but keep but going I, I how would you feel no you're fine how would you feel about her having her real <laughs> students on the show if they were real students okay so I think that's actually the question I was going to ask you oh first off how do you I think your never, students would I would have never done? I wouldn't even give them the opportunity <laughs> to embarrass me <laughs> And yeah, you're right. Realistically, especially since they're not even in Minnesota filming this. So to think they would have flown out some of her students when they could just grab some cute child actors who know how to act and what to say and what not to say and stuff. Yeah, those are definitely actors. A hundred percent. I mean, like, I think like that was part. I thought it was Mm -hmm. cute. It leaned into the whole teacher thing. They like reminded me of that show. Are you smarter than a fifth Mm -hmm. grader? Like, you know, like I I thought that was fun. I thought it wasn't. It's sometimes the group dates are super cringy and it's like mud wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? So like to have something like this, I thought was, was yep, fine. I agree. You know? I totally agree. Yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> um, I thought it was cute. I thought it was like the questions were mm-hmm. cute. Like, you know, um, all in all, I thought it was overall, like this was a fun yeah. date. Like I was telling John Michael too, cause I was making him watch it with me. I was like, 
I love you wholeheartedly. You would not do well on most mm-hmm. of these group dates, but this group date, you would have kids. Yes, okay, smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, John Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. So Brandon and Michelle unexpectedly like had a lot of chemistry. So it was really good to see on this I second know. episode her really starting to vibe with some other men because if you just watched the first episode alone, you would think that this was Nate's to lose. I feel like that's exactly what I said. And then nobody really had a shot in hell with her right. besides him. And exactly what I said. And then nobody really had a shot in hell with yeah. her besides him. And this episode really opened it up that no, she is being very open. She's not all eyes on Nate. Like she's actually opening herself up to other people. And I think I like Brandon. He seems really cute. Yeah. 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 I thought it was good. I also too, like, like you were saying, we came in hot with Nate got a really good edit and mm-hmm. I mean like we can keep talking about Nate he's still mm-hmm. he's he's still my man mm-hmm. he's still my number one mm-hmm. but um <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh it's the Nate yes. for me will always yes. be the Nate for me I I would have been the worst at the spelling but the spelling was also my favorite um because they asked them like one of the questions they like they were all sitting there and they were like spell narcissist and like all the guys are like writing narcissist and Will writes Peter, which is another one of the guys who is on the date, and Peter lost it. In his in the moment, he was like, man, like, that is the worst thing that you could ever be in the whole entire world, and what is his name? I already forgot. Will is telling, Will is telling Michelle that that is what I am, and that's just like, not cool, man. It was the funniest thing in the world to me. And you know what? Will seems like a nice guy, but if you were... It's oh, if you comment on the drama, yeah. that is one thing than really being the instigator of it. And it's funny and random as that comment was, and I don't think he really meant any harm about him, uh, like by it. It was very unnecessary, and it led to a lot of other BS that we will talk about very soon. Um, so yeah, Will is not winning yeah. this game, and neither is yeah. Well, no. I feel like I. No, Will's not winning. And neither is Peter. But, like, I feel like this is definitely one of those things where, like, whether your producer is telling you that you're not Mm. winning or not, but, like, it's just, like, get more camera time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Say, like, little snarky comments and get more camera time and maybe hopefully end up in paradise because, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they have done it so many times where they take two people like this who hated each other Mm -hmm. on the season and then put them on Mm -hmm. paradise. Yeah, exactly. These two are going to be on paradise together for sure. Um, so Jamie ends up getting the first one-on-one date. Um, it, it seemed like, it, and we'll get into detail about Jamie later. Cause obviously we have a lot to say about him, oh, that's a lot. but that at least for the, like on the first night, I thought he was really cool and nice. Second night, he seems great too. Um, well not second night, but on their date, he seemed pretty great too. So... You know, he ended up getting the rose on their one-on-one. I just, I obviously, I just never saw it for them together. He just does not seem like her type at all. He just seems like a nice guy that she's, she would friend zone, had nothing else happen. Like, I don't think there was any way that he was going to win. So their date was a one-on-one. They went climbing in Joshua Tree, right? I think that's where they went. Um, It's always funny that, like, they send out these date cards to the house and, like, someone in the house has to read it. And it's like... 
we're gonna go on this date and it's gonna be a challenge for our love. And it's like, man, you know this person for all of 48 hours. You said also, <laughs> what does survive mean? Is the is the cable gonna break right, on this like rock what? climbing exactly. adventures? <laughs> I mean, Michelle looked amazing. She had a cute pink two-piece on. Again, if I ever go rock climbing, I need to look exactly like Michelle did in this. Um, what did you think? So at the end of most one-on-ones, they usually will do some adventure. And then at the end of it, they will kind of like go and get cleaned up or whatever. And then they usually eat. They do some sort of eating, you know, like whether it's a romantic dinner or picnic or, um, so they had this one-on-one and, you know, Jamie revealed a lot of, uh, struggles about his, um, mother's mental health issues. Mhm. I mean, I thought that was awesome of him to be so open, but at the same time, whenever I see stuff like this, not like when people aren't talking about themselves, but when they're talking about like their family members or friends and like really intimate details about that person, I always just really hope that they got this person's permission yeah. before they're just letting the whole world know. Or like when people are talking about like deep issues, like if they if they had a parent who was, you know, in jail or, or they're like divulging. <laughs> I really hope that they have talked to this person to make sure that it's okay before they're like divulging. Wow. I'll just, just be out there just because you want to be able to. So hopefully he talked to her, but it was, I mean, at like a nice connection and yeah. then he turned out to be a freaking weasel. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing, and we, we can move on from Jamie after this but like I think one of the things that the bachelor bachelorette friend batch nation that's what that's what we call it um has always like I feel like all the dates are like a trauma dump right like I feel like you go on this date and it's like to make it relatable like because you have such few time with this woman it's like I can only imagine if I went on a first date and mm-hmm. had someone trauma dump in the way that Jamie trauma dumped on this date like I think Michelle mm-hmm. handled it great she was like thank you so much for sharing with me like you know mm-hmm. Or whatever, but like if yeah. I would have heard that on a first date, I and again I am not the bachelorette, but I, however, would probably been like, yeah, this may be a little bit too much that I want to get into for a date. Like, thank you so much, we had a great time, mm-hmm. but like I am not emotionally ready to yeah. take on that type of trauma, you know, or, or whatever it is. And so, and I know they want to do that because they're trying to create connection and you or trying to stand out and you're trying to make yourself like whatever it may be. But um, absolutely, absolutely, like not authentic, because like you said, when you're going on a normal first date or second date or even third date with somebody, you're not getting into people's deep issues for the most part. It's just not happening that quickly. And it's just kind of not organic for it to be you know brought into the conversation into the relationship so early but it makes sense for them I guess because they do have such a limited amount of time and that's the type of stuff that the show really wants but I honestly my least favorite part of watching the show is watching these dates and watching these type of false interactions to because it just I just it's just not real to me and I much rather them be asking each other silly stuff or funny stuff like what's your favorite pizza or you know what are, what pizza toppings do you hate or what's something embarrassing at least for the mm-hmm. first something fun right at least for the mm-hmm. first date you know or mm-hmm. like or for example and we'll get into michelle and rodney's um date when we get into the second episode but like they still like were able to talk but it wasn't like here's probably one of the most horrific things that's ever happened mm-hmm. to me in my life mm-hmm. here you go you know it was more like here's a kind of a like let's share some truths mm-hmm. with one another you yeah know, which is way um, more um, authentic 
I think it, it, yeah. it just didn't come when Michelle and Rodney do it in, in episode three, it definitely didn't seem as forced as when it happened with uh, Michelle and Jamie. And it was just cringe, cringe city. Like it doesn't have to like, but here's the thing. Like usually like on these, on these shows, the bachelor or bachelorette only has maybe like two dates with a person tops before they get engaged to them. Yeah, and if they have, like, more than two dates, like, two Mm one-on-one dates, it's, like, that person's going Absolutely. That's why it barely ever happens. Like, they'll usually have one random one-on-one at some point in the season, and then they'll have their, the hometown time, and then the overnight fantasy suite time, and that's basically the only long time they've had. Yeah. That's also why I thought Jamie was weird to get the first one-on-one, because usually a front-runner is a one-on-one, and I, I don't know. Yeah, We'll keep going. It's, we'll keep yeah. going. So that's true. What what do we have after that's that? True. We had okay. So we had um there was a, the basketball. Yeah, thing. there was a basketball. Oh my gosh, some of those guys and their basketball skills was so embarrassing. Why? <laughs> First of all, how did they draw these teams? They were so unbalanced. They put Joe, this basically like low key basketball superstar, on a team yeah. with all these guys who just absolutely suck at basketball absolutely sad. yeah i mean <laughs> joe literally won mr minnesota basketball it was so sad it was so, it was sad. so sad i said it was so sad i bet they were watching this back and like they're man they're like man i gotta leave for this i scene. mean my thing is if you know you're going on michelle season and it is very well known that michelle used to play basketball high school college wherever she played basketball you know go to the gym and shoot some hoops for a couple of days before you yeah. leave, like get some practice. You know, at some point you're going to be playing basketball, and at some point millions of people are going to be sitting home watching you. You know, miss a layup, Nate. Like, what is going on? Literally. I was so disappointed. Nate, come on, <laughs> Nate. You, Nate, get it together. Even Michelle was disappointed. She was yeah, like, but, so I think um, the fact that Joe was so good, like leaps and bounds over the rest of the guys, he did his very best to carry his team. He did, and, still and they lost. still lost. Like, and I feel like it was probably like a big turn on for her to see how well he played basketball. That's why she was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you get to come with the winning team, but like you're not, you're not going back to the hotel. You get to come with us. Yeah. So, so after the group date rose, they like the winning team got like a special mm-hmm. cocktail party, and Tasha like in the middle of it was like, "Actually, guys, like we're gonna give out an MVP award," and they gave it yep. to Joe. Yeah, of course, of course, because he was just he was phenomenal and he absolutely deserved it. But oh my gosh, that was that was a really funny date to watch. Yeah, and then at the cocktail party, sparks fly. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I am. Really rethinking what I said about Joe on the first episode where I was saying because of the situation that he wasn't going to make it far and all this, it really seemed like they have just glossed over that situation, totally moved past it. Michelle doesn't seem to be taking it as seriously as what I thought she was. And she has completely let it go. And they are like vibing hard. Like I really, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm nervous for Nate. Cause I feel like if, if he loses to anybody is it's, the winner of the season gonna is going to be Joe or Nate. It has to be. There's nobody else. Okay, so is that is that your prediction for top two? Yep. 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 Interesting. Yep. But you know what? I feel like, and this is the only season where I haven't looked at any spoilers, but I don't feel like. I know. <laughs> I guess it's hard for me. To, I'm going to have to keep watching a couple more seasons without spoilers, but it's hard. For, it, I feel like it's never been this obvious. Am I crazy? Yeah. Well, I've never no, thought I it was this obvious. Right. So, well, here's the thing. 
I think the people, okay, so in historical fashion, I feel like they really give the best edit on the whole entire show to the person who comes in as runner up. Mm -hmm. That's what happened on Matt's Mm -hmm. season, right? Because like, they want you to be a little disappointed that so-and-so won. We didn't have to be disappointed when Rachel won because that's what it is. But it led in very well to Michelle's season because it's like, we watched her get her heart broken. We watched her open up. We watched her get vulnerable. And she was wonderful the entire season. Zero problems, not problematic at all. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. And then we watch... And so now we're kind of like pissed that we didn't get to see her find love. And so now we're excited to see her season. And I feel like that's typically what happens, um, you know, on The Bachelor. And so, or The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And so um, I feel like we always get really, really good edits at at like the final, like three or four, Mm -hmm. like people who make it to hometowns. Like I think they get the best edits because they typically pick from one of those people to either go on to bat they're all definitely getting invited to bachelor in paradise mm-hmm. but like one of them will probably get invited to be the next bachelor right. at least or oh i guess now since uh clayton well <laughs> i was gonna say so the rumor mill and this is not a spoiler because that. this is not I confirmed but the rumor mill is that there is going to be another bachelor season directly after Clayton season how they had how they did like with Katie and Michelle they're gonna do Clayton and somebody else so if that really happens I want Michelle to pick Joe so then they can be the new bachelor because I would <laughs> die of being able to watch a whole season that, of him being the bachelor yes. <laughs> oh! that would be so good that would be so or they can just bring my boo mike um johnson back and he can finally get his shot at love but come on like bachelor nation like producers you can't just cure racism in bachelor nation by having a black bachelor and a white bachelor and a (laughs) bachelorette and a white bachelorette every single year that's not how you need to do it (laughs) they said hey we're gonna make it equal (laughs) (laughs) separate separate but equal separate but equal. okay like Hey, we've seen that come to Seriously, fruition. Seriously, my gosh. <laughs> like, so cringy. So, yeah, I think I'm definitely coming around on Joe. And, I mean, I think out of everybody, I don't know. Like, especially after the third episode, too, and we'll kind of talk about it. But does she like Joe even more than she likes Nate? I don't know. I hope Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Don't it's say crazy, that. It's crazy, right? <laughs> so crazy to think but about. But they were so cute. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was Michelle, like... You know, all I'm just saying is Michelle got some great guys. She does. She really, really does. And they fit, they seem really nice and genuinely sweet. Like, the majority of them seem like yeah. really, really good guys. So, I totally agree. Um. Sure. So, yeah, at the end of the episode, we <sighs> get to a cocktail oh party, right, which always happens before a rose ceremony. And Jamie, same Jamie from the one-on-one. Right, brings, who already has a rose, which, like, very coveted rose. at this point. Exactly, right. He brings up this BS. So, he... I guess he kind of creates this narrative in his mind. Um, He kind of starts to bring up the fact that, oh, you know, I think that Michelle and Joe knew each other before the show, basically trying to insinuate that they had a prior relationship. Like, not that they knew each other, but that they had some type of prior relationship that one of his homeboys allegedly 
said before filming right because i think it was i think that was made up basically said that they saw michelle um out with a tall light-skinned guy who's a baller aka joe like out before they started filming and he relays this message to a couple of different guys in the house they pretty much don't take the bait they don't buy they're just like you know whatever we don't we just worried about i'm just worried about me and michelle i'm not worried about her and whoever else which is the right thing to say so then he takes his information to michelle but he brings it to her as if it's something that all the guys in the house are talking about which is not true something that all the guys are questioning her about basically trying to question her if she is there for the right reasons or not he's he's this is all him but he's presenting it to her like it's all the guys in the house and i was literally yelling at the tv screen i was so annoyed but it's like what are you doing Yeah, it's also too, like, Jamie, you already have a rose, like, you know, like, you're just going through to start, like, to cause drama for what? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you gain out of this, you know? I mean, just being an asshole, basically. And I think the thing that killed me Mm -hmm. was that, like, so what ended up happening there is, like, he goes off and he tells Michelle. Then Michelle gets super insecure because who wouldn't? And, like, she comes to, like, the cocktail ceremony and she literally said, like, you know, hey, guys. And she was really vulnerable. Again, we love Michelle. Yes. And she was like, I live in Minnesota, the whitest place in the world. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I go out, if I'm seen with a black man, everyone just assumes we're a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends. I have family. I have all of these things. But, like, everyone just assumes that it's a couple. If it was, like, me and a white guy, they wouldn't automatically assume we were a couple. But because it was me and a black guy, it was a couple. She was mm-hmm. like, I have been waiting for this. Like, I'm so excited to be here. Like, da 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 So, so she was like, so, do y'all got any questions? Mm-hmm. This may be my favorite line so far. I, re- I had to write it down. Michelle, lit- and no one's saying anything because everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody said this. Like, what but Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she really, like, presents it to them. Like, do y'all have any questions to ask me? And they're all just yeah. looking at her, like, basically, like, a deer in headlights because they have no yeah. idea what she's talking about. The only person who has any inkling of what she's talking about is Jamie because he is the one who started this shit. And she ends up leaving, you know, pretty upset by the whole situation and canceling the cocktail party, which, by the way, yeah. I hate when leaves I hate when they do, do that, that I feel like it's so I unfair do. to everybody but in this situation yeah. I understood um why she did it but yeah and I was just she, my, I was just like why didn't the guy say something right then like I was so annoyed that this situation did not get resolved before the end of this episode yeah. yeah it was funny my favorite line that Michelle has said so far is she goes this is a conversation there shouldn't be silence right now I said yes girl, girl she t- that's <laughs> a teacher that's a teacher right. coming she out said, <laughs> Let's go. But they didn't know what to say because they didn't know what she was talking about. They genuinely did not know what she was talking about. Um, And so, you know, it it ends. Basically, the episode ends. So a couple of guys end up getting sent home. Really not anybody notable that we would have, that we really missed. Pardeep. It's over Pardeep. But he was terrible. He was the worst at basketball, I think. That's why he, he was the worst at basketball. But he he was one of my top five men that I was just like. He did like Pardee. He seemed very sweet. And I'm excited to see him on Paradise. But Michelle needs her a man who can play one on one with her. And he was not it. Yeah. He was not it. Um, <laughs> no, he was not it at all. No. Also, I hate when host cancel a rosemary i get it that like there are a lot of big emotions flying around Mm -hmm. and we see that in episode three like nobody Mm -hmm. else like but 
for a lot of these guys who not everyone got to go on a date this mm-hmm. week. Like, not everyone got to see. And I get it. No one's entitled to any time with Michelle. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, I don't know. It just makes me sad every time they cancel one. So. I feel, I, I yeah, agree. that was episode two. What we learned from episode two is that Nate can't play basketball. So that's his toxic trait. Mm. And um, <laughs> he's not, Jamie. I mean, he's just not great. He's not horrible. He's just not. He's like on a scale of one to ten. He's probably like a six or seven. Six. The seven is being very generous. Maybe a six at best. Yeah, seven's being generous. But um, (laughs) that we love Joe. We do. And uh, Jamie is a sneak. Yeah, that's a such a nice way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) I I chose my words carefully there. There might be children uh, listening, so that's probably best. Right, right. That's what, that's, what, that's what we're going to think. Yes. Okay, so episode three. So full transparency, <laughs> like Laura likes to say, I missed the first, like, 30 minutes of episode three because I was finishing episode two, and oh, okay, I couldn't okay. rewind it. I just had to just go with it. So I, where yeah. I started was her, and um, it was at the very – it was like at the night par- portion of the group date where where all the <laughs> okay. Peter and Will drama started. That's literally where I started. And so I'm like, I have no context. I have no idea why Peter yeah. threw Will's jacket that I'm assuming he got oh. from Michelle into the pool. Like yeah. I need, I need to be caught up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we open up, you know, um, and it's whatever, you know? And so she, like Michelle, like gives us like the, you know, I don't know, like, we get the soundbite of, like, I don't know who to trust anymore, like, who believes in me, who wants me here, mm-hmm. you know, all of this stuff. So that's why I don't. So the the Bachelor Nation just kills me on their date. So the first group date is Top Gun themed, mm-hmm. and they literally bring on the the new actors of Top Gun. Yes, Jay Ellis. Yes. Yes. It was so funny Mm -hmm. because, like, normally they bring on people who are not like, like, this is the most (laughs) famous comedian in the world. And everyone's like, who is that? that?" But, like, the guys were going. They were like, oh, you know, like, um, so anyway, it was a weird date because they were, like, doing, like, exercises mm-hmm. or like skills challenges from top gun mm-hmm. um but like one of the things they were like they were like what makes you a maverick which is like a top gun mm-hmm. thing and they were like you have to have a pilot name mm-hmm. right um and so the uh, hosts give everyone a pilot name so uh like will is like the pizza um or not will i'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah Peter, they like called him Doughboy, oh, okay. which like because he's like a everyone thought was like so funny, yeah. um, because they were like, huh? And then Will, they called him Little Willie, mm-hmm. like you know all of these different mm-hmm. things. Um, so yes, yeah, so then they have to like do these like flight through, like they did like burpees and like push ups and all this stuff. But the the mm-hmm. big thing. I hate I hate group dates. Just so everybody knows, my God, <laughs> they are so annoying. Like I was not mad at all that I, miss, I the only reason why I cared that I missed this is for the purposes of this podcast because usually <laughs> I just fast forward through them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, so on this one they put them in a G force simulator, okay. which like what is that? Um, but it's just like this big thing that spins around super fast, mm-hmm. and they had to profess their love to Michelle while this thing was like spinning as fast as it could. I I probably would have barfed everywhere, but like, you know, so whatever they like, the tact that, um, like Will and a couple other people do is that 
they like if they could speak another language they were just like speaking another language mm-hmm. so it sounded like super romantic mm-hmm. and it sounded like very but like people were like michelle i will always be there for you and like you know they're on like this like g4 okay what happened with the jacket because i hate group days. <laughs> yeah okay so all of this is Y'all going on right yeah no and the guy who got the jacket mm-hmm. right is like the guy who like professed his love the okay best to michelle, so the winner like, okay the winner, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the winner okay. of the group. So date. Will won um, the jacket. That's why it was Will special. won the jacket, okay. right? But Peter was like, he literally stole my lines. Like he has no original thought. Like, yeah. So guys, if y'all want a mental picture of Peter, just think about <laughs> somebody who would have probably been on Jersey Shore at some point, and that is <laughs> who Peter great... is. He could have definitely mm-hmm. been like a full-on gym tan tan laundry type of jersey shore guy for yeah. sure <laughs> but i mean so so yeah that's really what happens and then they all go to like a, a cocktail party after it and peter is pissed off that will called him a narcissist so he's like on the prior gonna, episode on the prior episode he's like i'm gonna mess with his jacket and then i said are you how old are we like how old it was we? so okay so that is where i came in so i saw him yeah. throwing the jacket into the pool and i'm assuming that is when will was having someone on one time with michelle because yeah. he was not around um so then <laughs> will comes back peter is i guess off with michelle at that point because he's not around when will discovers this and the guys like nate is trying not to laugh i love him so much oh uh, <laughs> this was so funny it was like nate clayton yeah. like all of these guys just sitting there and being like, so what'd you do with the jacket? Oh and he's like, I threw it in the pool. And they were like, oh, this, this, okay, this was interesting mm-hmm. to me. Peter threw it in the pool and Clayton was like, yo, bro, what'd you do with the jacket? And he's like, I threw it in the pool. And he was like, do you think that was like the appropriate <laughs> response? And he was like, yo, bro, who are you dating? Are you dating me? Or are you dating Michelle? <laughs> like, mind your that. business. And Clayton was like, I'm He was like, okay. he said, this affects Michelle, which right. he fair. said it does. Literally. Wow. Yeah, that was ridiculous. So then Will comes back and he realizes and he gets so emotional about (laughs) it, guys. Like he was in tears. And at first I was so caught off guard that he was so bothered by it. But then I realized that Will was in a similar state that I have found myself in. I have often found myself in a situation where I am very upset and like mad and angry, but I can't react the way I want to. So it ends up coming out as like sad emotions. And I feel like that's exactly what happened to Will. Like, I feel like he was so pissed off that Peter did that and he couldn't really do anything about it. That it just came like the tears came in place of like him throwing his fists in his face. Well, I, I will say it was very dramatic. I also, under to your same point, I also understand, like, these guys probably haven't slept in a while. Mm-hmm. They have no contact to the outside They're world. They're so, so like, bored. They don't have anything else yeah. to do. Exactly. They're so mm-hmm. bored. Emotions are heightened. But I will say, I did laugh out loud when he said, this jacket is a symbol of Michelle and I's love. Like, <laughs> this jacket represents that we can get through anything together. I said, 
What? He doesn't mean the same thing to her, sweetheart. Like, but you know, like, one thing I appreciated because when I first saw he was about to cry, I was really terrified of like the toxic masculinity yeah. ways that the other guys were going to react to that. But they were so sensitive and sweet. And it's like they thought the situation was funny until they saw how hurt Will was by it. Yeah. And that's when they really started taking the situation more seriously. I, I really love that from the other guys. I yeah. was like, yeah, good, good for you guys. Exactly. And I, I love that no one like made fun mm-hmm. of him or did anything. But I said, a jacket really doesn't decide whether you guys can get through the hardest moments That's in your the relationship. Thing. It's like I wasn't like dying on the inside because it was a man about to cry. It was a person about to cry over a dumbass jacket that he had for like four <laughs> hours at that point. That was so especially right. coming in and not knowing any type of context, not even knowing where the jacket came from. I was really like, is he serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will say our boy Nate also like so he cut he like goes and he cries and then he comes back and Nate is like, history will look on you favorably if you just end it here. Like don't react. Ooh. And I said we love an emotionally mature man. Don't we? Don't we? An emotionally mature king, okay? King. Who knows know, the show know. that he's on. And he's like, this is not when you need to act to ass. It's just not. And I really, right. and I actually wrote in our notes that I am starting to like Clayton. Because I liked that he wasn't scared to like step in and be like, oh, this is going to affect Michelle though. Like what? It, it yeah. was like such like a logical response to the situation. Yeah. I really appreciated that. And I, and I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, you got, well, I was just going to say, like, we're also, I think we're just going to get a favorable edit of Clayton with him being our next Yeah, for sure. You know, like, so anytime they can be like, oh, look how sensitive he Mm -hmm. is. Like, look how in tune with his emotions Mm -hmm. he is. And coming from that perspective of of Caitlin, I was about to say, Clayton, I accidentally on my uh, Instagram Explorer page almost saw a spoiler from his season. So I saw a picture of him and it had like a swipe. And without even thinking about it, I swiped and it had his top four women I did not get a good oh, look of the women at good. all I have no idea don't know names I don't even recognize their face it was so quick and I like quickly like register who they were and yeah. I'm just like it's so weird to know that he is at his top four point in this season and we're still watching him right. potentially fall in love with Michelle yeah, it's just a weird, just weird, a weird feeling. It's weird. Yeah, maybe that's why they're doing double bachelors but um, before we can move Ooh. on from this fight any Peter and Will end up like having the worst fight I've ever seen. So on television. It was so stupid. And here's a quote that I love. One of them said, "Bro, you hate my mouth because you wish you had it." Like what? That, so that is the worst this I've ever heard. That is so cringy. Yeah, that is so cringy. But you know what? I I feel like obviously Will came off looking way better than Peter oh, in yeah. this situation for obvious reasons. But I appreciated the fact that he decided to not immediately and go and bring this to Michelle. And he made the conscious decision to be like, I don't want to ruin her night. We had such a great day. Yeah. I don't want this to bring her down. I'm just gonna just not even go there. I really really liked it. So kudos to will for for being the the bigger person in that situation for sure yes mm-hmm. but just that's that's what i think you should come back to someone if they ever say if you ever get a nasty dm mm-hmm. i need someone to verbatim go bro you hate my mouth because you wish you had it period hello <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and you know, one final thing for that portion of the day. Once I saw, so um, Martin, the guy with like the, the bleach blonde hair randomly, he ended up getting the group date rose. And so him and Michelle ended up having some more time together after the date. And they went off somewhere and they were like dancing, like slow dancing to a string quartet. And all I could think when I was watching that is, damn it, why didn't Nate get that rose? I wanted to see her and Nate together like that 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 bothered me so much because i don't see it (laughs) with her and martin at all i think maybe i don't maybe michelle is trying to throw us off with some of these roses like she doesn't want to make it too obvious but it's like she doesn't mind giving joe the rose at every turn because he's gotten he well he's gonna end up getting a couple by the end of this episode so i don't know i don't know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's some of them. I don't know. I feel like if you get a like a one-on-one rose or like, I don't know. Again, we don't love the group dates. Mm-hmm. They happen. Mm-hmm. They're part of the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. I think he's like a fine person to keep around. Yeah. I don't think he stands yeah. out. No, no at all. Definitely not. So then the next one-on-one goes to Rodney. And I've, I really appreciated that at some point in a voiceover, in a, um, what is it called, an ITM? I think, or in the moment or something. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment. ITM. Yeah. She, Michelle had said that, you know, Rodney is trying to, is, is getting out of the friend zone. And I was like, she literally said exactly what I was thinking. Like Rodney and her give me such strong friend zone vibes. Like he just comes off as a best friend, a brother, but then he kind of took it to the next level a little bit. And I kind of saw a few sparks between them. So he seems like a nice guy. I really like him. I think Rodney is like the underdog yeah. and like, I could see Rodney like going to like hometown. I think so too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like I truthfully think that they like put her in rot like me Mm -hmm. as a producer on the show I am not but like if I was I'd be like okay take out Rodney like you can have a date with him and like you know people will see that it didn't go over Mm -hmm. too well keep him around for this week and then you can dump him next week but like I think everyone on the show was surprised by these two I think so too I yeah I think so too and um, I if I remember correctly, at the very beginning when they did like the season long preview, there was another preview of her and Rodney together alone, but they were outside. So that makes me think maybe it's some alone time that they get on a group date, or maybe it's another one on one, aka hometowns, fantasy suite, something like that. So I definitely think he's gonna be around for a while. Well, in this one on one was such a fun date mm-hmm. like just the so they so their date ended up being truth or dare mm-hmm. but like think about back to like the fun dates like on Tasha's season easy and her did like a haunted ghost tour which was like a fun date and then she dumped him at the end of it yep. because like she was like they were like take someone fun that you want to get to know and then like go do that or like mm-hmm. on matt and katie's one-on-one tyler cameron yeah. came to the resort and like they like played a prank on Tyler and like yeah. that was a fun These date. are then, the like, dates that go to like the friend zone ish people. Yeah, like there are a couple mm-hmm. dates each season that are like, okay, these are friend zone dates. Yeah. And then like literally Matt dumped Katie after that. So I like feel like they went into this with the intentions of it being friend zone. And then Rodney said, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Let me wow y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. And I feel, oh my God, he's so sweet. Like when he had said something like, you know, I've never been, you know, the most attractive guy in the room or the smartest guy in the room, but, or something like that. He just really like 
tugged at my heartstrings. And I was like, oh, okay, Rodney, I, I see it. Like, because my thing is a good heart and a good spirit trumps absolutely everything. And he is a good looking guy. Like, he's not bad looking at all. Like, he's a cute guy. And the fact that he has that type of soul and personality, like, if, if Rodney turns out to be some type of crazy villain like Jamie, I'm going to be absolutely devastated because he Where is such a sweetheart. Season? Yeah, he's such a yeah. sweetheart. And their date was so fun. Like they played truth or dare. Mm -hmm. It was super like one of the dares was like he had to run around naked in the resort. Mm -hmm. And like they were, they're all still pretty quarantined. (laughs) So they're at this resort. So like he's literally running around and like all the guys came out from their room and they're like, oh, Rodney. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Taysha Mm -hmm. and Caitlin are like, ah, what is going on? You know, and like Michelle's screaming into a megaphone. So it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. (sighs) Okay. So. Next part, we end up getting to the cocktail party once again, and Jamie just, I mean, I, I've been, I was waiting for this entire episode for the stuff from the last episode to finally come to a head with Jamie, because I was like, there's just no way he's about to sail through this season, and he's not ever going to yeah. get confronted with this BS that he brought into this. So at some point, um, Michelle is alone talking to a great guy named Rick, and Rick is just totally upfront with it. He was like, like when you brought that up at the last cocktail party, he was like, that isn't anything that any of us were talking about. We, we didn't say anything cause we didn't know what to say. Cause we didn't know what you were talking right. about basically. And so she basically told him like, well, Jamie said da 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 da. So Rick and goes and talks to Nate and some of the other guys and they start putting two and two together and they figure out that all of this was manufactured by Jamie pretty much. And Michelle comes to the, basically the exact same conclusion about it and she ends up having a conversation with him he shows zero remorse he does not explain himself he does not apologize and she sends his ass home and rightfully so like we love yeah. a decisive queen get get yeah. him out of there like it was yeah. like the fact that he was just so like he was literally in the moment trying to like gaslight her with his facial expressions it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. Also, you missed a lot. We have to unpack Jamie more because he's more of an asshole than you're making him you're out. Right. Then, like, he's I even skim. worse than... I skimmed because I was so ready he's to skim, say like... that he's gone. <laughs> you said, I'm right. He's done. He's I'm gone. over it. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, Break I it wish down. it was Break as... It I wish it was as easy as that because... So, Jamie, one of his, like... Okay. So, let me, let me tell you my theory on Jamie. Okay. Jamie presents a lot of confidence people that I know, people that I work, have worked with before Mm -hmm. in the sense that like he gives off this like aura of like, I don't take no one's BS and I don't give BS. Like, like he goes around as like a cool guy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people in the house really liked him. Mm -hmm. Like I, like he was a little bit of annoying. He was a little bit of a know-it-all, but like all in all, it looked like he had really great friends. So people like were kind of walking around the cocktail party and they're like what's going on like who's saying this like where did this come from and jamie's like i have no idea i i have no idea who would say something like this oh yeah you're right i forgot about his his lies (laughs) and his bullshit throughout yeah so he keeps going around and he's like he's like oh like i have no idea like you know whatever Mm -hmm. but then he's going into these like itms and he's like like just spewing like i I said this and da 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 and then he went on the second group date mm-hmm. and these men had to perform spoken word poetry. So that oh, was like yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Guys, I'm so happy that Laura's here because she's going to be able to give y'all all the tea with the group dates because I promise you, I, I'm like half watching them. I'm literally half watching them. I'm so sorry. I can't. Go so, ahead, they, Yeah, so they had this like spoken group date and they were supposed to like perform. They like all got these little books and they were supposed to perform something super vulnerable oh and like all of these More different things. More of the forced vulnerability. Vulnerability. <laughs> We're trauma dropping right. once again. And okay, another hilarious thing is that like they brought on this like famous spoken word poetry person. Mm-hmm. I will say that is not the genre of things that I normally listen to. Girl. But mm-hmm. who was it? Oh my God. One of the guys was so excited. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is the reason that I got into spoken word. So I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. ABC, you are making dreams come true with this. Right, so like, right. we we love that. Um. Everyone got up there. Some of them were so weird. Some of them were fine. But, like, everyone was, like, they took the assignment very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Jamie's poetry, like, he, like, sang the song that's, like, making my way downtown, walking fast. You know that song? Yes. Like, Is that he, what like, they did? Oh, my gosh. Did I, I, I might have taken a bathroom break <laughs> during this because I don't remember you know? that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent that, but like, you know, but like he, like he told this, this like whole story that had like nothing to do with anything. It was just kind of like, I do remember him being insanely confident about him getting the group date roles and he was just loud and wrong. So this is, Mm -hmm. this is, this is what to me, like, you know how there's always someone who like goes off the bachelor and is unredeemable. Mm-hmm. Like they have something that happens. Mm-hmm. This was Jamie's unredeemable moment. Mm. So Michelle ended up giving the Brendan the group date rose. Brandon and Jamie. Brennan. Oh, you sorry. did the same. <laughs> when we were I talking did. about Brendan, you said Brandon, and now we're talking about Brandon. You're saying Brendan. I know it's very. Do it's not very name bad. any of your children Brandon or Brendan, please. Literally, not. They, please that cannot not. You happen. can't do it. I, I would get their name wrong every single day. <laughs> but he literally. So I just don't know how these people forget that they're mic'd and that they sign over their whole entire lives to ABC for the duration that they're he on He is show. such an asshole that he did not even care. I cannot believe I forgot about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he goes over. So immediately the group date ends. Mm-hmm. And I will say one thing I've been enjoying about the Bachelor Nation recently mm-hmm. is they're kind of breaking that fourth wall. Yep. We saw a little bit of this on Paradise where we saw people talking to their producers and just for context, each person who's on there has a producer assigned to them mm-hmm. and a producer will have like four or five people kind of assigned to them and producers. Um, it's basically their handler, basically. Yeah, it's like a handler. Yeah. I have like, no one's officially said this, but like some in like some tell all books, it's like producers want their people to stay because the longer they stay on the show, the more money they make. Mm-hmm. So like, and the more screen time they get, it's kind of like Ooh. salesy in that way. Oh and whatever. Like, so there, and, but producers are also like, like a producer will say like, um, I'm trying to think of an instance of, um, like a producer probably told Peter, like, yo, Peter, like Will is saying some smack about right, you. Like right. you they'll kind of amp like, up the drama. They'll, they'll amp people up yeah. or they'll be like, oh my God, like Michelle would love for you to tell her that. Like, you know, right. whether she would or not, like producers will really amp you up. Um, anyway. So he walked over to his producer, which you, like, never see. Like, usually after a cocktail ceremony, like, people do their thing. You see him walk over to a producer, and he's talking, openly talking shit about Michelle to his producer. Yeah, he was. And he's like, you're telling me that, say his name, because I'm going to mess it up. 
uh, Brandon. And I are in the same league. Yeah. Like, he basically was just, acting like he's better than all the guys. He was like, I can't believe I have to deal with this for the next six weeks. Six weeks. He said something about Michelle, which I can't remember exactly what he said, but he, oh, you remember, you got it. He said, he said, you know, I wrote this down. He said, <laughs> Michelle's act out here acting like she's on spring break. Like, I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, want my, like, I'm a little bit in it right now, but, like, I wouldn't out, be out here acting like I'm spring break. Essentially, like, slut shame in her. her. And what has yeah. she done besides spend time with people? Right. Well, I guess he was, like, saying, like, kissing on people and, like, dude, which, like, whatever. It is not like, 1960. My gosh. Right. People can't. <laughs> it's like, who is he? Right. He is literally. Just, he, <sighs> he, ugh, ugh. Literally, like he literally was like, I mean, she's out here on spring break, and then they bleeped something, yeah. and I don't know what it was that they bleeped, and they said Michelle's bleep, da 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 da, da. and like, Lord, like did he? What did he call it? This is why something something enough to bleep it. This is why I had deleted all this from my memory, and thank you for bringing <laughs> it back because this was so traumatizing to watch the audacity of him say these type of things and behave this way and uh, I, it was it it was some of the grossest behavior I've ever seen by a contestant on this show it was just so disgusting and it's like even though he he did all that stuff and said all that stuff to the producer I guess forgetting that he was Mike the point still remains that he lied and gaslit her and did all these other things when he knew he was Mike and he knew he was on camera. So he's L- just literally, a bad so, character. He's a, a yeah, master I mean, manipulator awful. and awful character. Also, too, like, imagine, I can only, like, obviously Michelle didn't know, like, and this is what it, okay, sorry, 30 thoughts came into my head at once. <laughs> but this is, like, when you rewatch it, like, it's kind of re-traumatizing, yeah. you know? Like, I can only imagine, like, now you're pro- hopefully with someone and you and this person are watching it together. Mm-hmm. And then on top of this, you have to have this other person, like, watching you have these real relationships with yeah. other people, which, like, I hope y'all are in therapy and, like, working through Please. that. But then, like, on top of that, you have to watch people and see things that, like, you didn't know were happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, she probably... I mean, she ends up sending him home, but, like, not after he essentially, like, slut shames her and is, like, doing all of these things. So Ridiculous. Okay, so now we're at the cocktail ceremony yeah. after we had this oh horrible... And disclaimer, Michelle is a grown-ass woman. One, she has not done anything that she should be ashamed of. Oh and God, two, no. there's nothing that she should be ashamed of. Even if whatever, even if she did whatever, I don't care if she had sex with somebody, she's a grown-ass per- person, and she can do whatever she wants, and that yep. doesn't make her anything, so he can really, like... F off. Point blank. That was so period. gross. That was ugh. It was just gross. It. Like, would you say a man is on spring break? I think Ben Higgins in like his season kissed every single one of his I was about like, to say the Bachelor acts like they are on spring break. Like Peter was on spring break when he was the Peter bachelor. Peter said, I am specifically taking certain girls to the fantasy suites. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, Peter was on spring spring break, but it so, was Peter's right to do that, just like right. it's Michelle's right and to every, do whatever she wants. And everyone is a consenting adult who goes on the show. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have seen people who choose to send themselves home because they don't feel comfortable with other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. That is their right to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, he was gross. Point blank period. Still hate Jamie. <sighs> so now we go back to the cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And like we said, what was the guy's name? I already forgot it. Uh, Brand- um, Brandon? No, Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Rick exposes Jamie. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, cool, calm, and collected, and was like, 
thanks for telling me this. Like, I got a different story from Jamie. So now we know that Jamie is the person who said mm-hmm. it. So Rick comes out, gets my boy Nate. And he's like, yo, Nate, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Nate's, and Nate said Even just saying his name makes me happy. Right. He said, <laughs> like, both of our faces, we got the biggest smiles on. Just saying Nate. <laughs> Nate says, I'm not going to deal with all of this. And he literally, because there was like a balcony, he like leans over and Jamie's on the bottom balcony. He's like, yo, Jamie, come up here. So Jamie walks himself up there and he's like, what happened? And Jamie says, Jamie start. he's like, that's literally, he's like, can't speak. You know, that was such a great reenactment, Lord. (laughs) Wait a minute. I need, I need to do something that we just figured out we can do. What did you figure out? <laughs> you, you deserve a, a clap for that okay <laughs> thank you thank you and so he has like nothing to say mm-hmm. and then he starts talking about like you know like i just don't want people to like ju- like pass judgment on her character and it's like who are these people who's passing judgment like yeah. it's none of us right. and he's like well when the seasons aired like i don't want all these people passing judgment and Nate, like the man that we love, mm. said, "What? Who do you? What? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Who? Who's watching it? The audience? Like, why are we talking about episodes? Why are we talking yep. about the yep. season airing? Like, we're here right mm. now with Michelle, you know? And like, and literally, Jamie's like, yeah, but like, you know, in the episodes, and Nate's like, I'm over this, and mm-hmm. literally walks away, mm. and he goes and gets himself a glass of wine, and we said, a man who takes care of business and gets himself a drink." All in one sitting. Um, and Nate, I don't know if you've, uh, well, Laura, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but Nate, we love to, we hate to see you go, but we love to see you walk away because yeah, woo, we love to watch you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> no, we love it. Um, and then like, then there was this weird like scene where like Michelle and Jamie and all the guys are standing there, mm-hmm. and Michelle is like, "So what happened?" And Jamie goes. Well, in our conversation, I had told you that there was an appearance of someone maybe not liking you in the fact that someone may have said that you may have been out with a man at some point. What? And this may create an elephant in the room and drama in this potential season. Isn't that exactly what I told you? And Michelle is like, what? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, how exactly how uh, all of us were when we heard him say that BS. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Right. And you just can tell Michelle is like a teacher because she just starts in with all of these rhetorical questions. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's when it's over. Yep. Like when they start coming at you with like rhetorical questions. So you're telling me mm-hmm. that it's like, you're done. Yeah. Done. Yep. 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 And then she was very mature about it. Cause she did. Yeah. They kind of started the conversation in front of everybody. And then she ended up taking him aside. and like, you know what? We can just finish this privately. I knew in that moment that she was about to send his ass home. Yeah. Oh, and what? <laughs> And one thing we forgot about our man, Nate, Mm. is that while all this drama is going on, he, like, pulls Michelle aside during the cocktail party and is like, I just want to run run away with you. And she was like, girl, (laughs) I cannot believe I forgot about that. So he is in this, like, beautiful ball gown. Again, if I don't look like Michelle at my wedding, I'm canceling it. But she takes off her shoes, and they run. And, I mean, they run to, like, a parking lot. Like, they didn't go too far. Mm. But then they just, like, are sitting there and, like, making out. And, like, that was it was so sweet. That was for real, like, some notebook shit. That was so damn cute. (laughs) That was so cute. Oh, my 
my god. And it reminds me, listen, I will never compare Clay, Claire and Michelle, mm-hmm. but like I think a huge reason why Dale did so good on his season is that like I mean Dale also is in everyone's drama, so like that's its own thing. For sure. But Dale always like kind of pulled Claire away and like made her feel he was special. For and, like, sure always like hyper focused on her. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. That's so true. Um, Ooh, that was so cute. It like one hundred percent like she she was so like he was just like so like there's so much going on like let me steal you for a moment like let me do all of this and, and see, like you just see the butterflies. That's what kind of makes me be like I feel like her mind is gonna tell her to choose Joe, but her heart is gonna tell her to choose Nate, and we'll see which one she oh! goes with because it's gonna be one of those two. I'm I'm calling it. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. So. Then in the episode, I mean, Jamie was really the, like, main character in all of this. She ended up canceling the cocktail party. Too, because of parties. him. Literally. That was and so, so messed up. And some really great guys went home. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, I can't remember their names, but it was a couple of them. I was kind of sad to see them Yeah, go. Spencer went and LT went. LT. I mean, Peter went, but one. we were, like, over Yeah, him. Peter had to go. I appreciate that because in past seasons, I feel like people have been keeping people intentionally for the drama, like maybe some type of producer situation. But it doesn't seem like that has really happened as far as the jump. They might be telling her to keep Clayton around because, I mean, I've literally not seen her have a conversation with him barely. And he's just <laughs> but here he is. rose after rose, you know, sticking around. Here so. he they said, hey, this is our next bachelor. So you got to keep him at least till top seven, six. Yeah. Give us yeah. I could see I could keep top six. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, I hated that the cocktail party got canceled. But once again it made sense for the situation, but can can the next episode just be smooth sailing? Like I know there's too much to ask with this uh franchise, but can we just have a semi normal um, just semi so, we take a we take semi normal over here i know i know seriously and so on the preview for next week we kind of got a little preview about some drama with chris s nate and then clayton kind of sliding in there a little bit too they said hey we gotta give clayton some uh airtime right right but it's kind of seemed like from the preview that the situation with chris s and nate is gonna kind of escalate to the point where they are kind of like in like a little heated a really heated situation so we're gonna yeah. see how that goes i don't know i just haven't seen nate like blow you know like mm. there have been a couple different instances like he was there when peter and will were fighting he was the one who really confronted jamie mm. like so i don't know i feel like in the previews that we've seen for the season like like the 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 big trailer mm-hmm. and like even at this end of the episode like it made like Nate out to be this like super confrontational guy, but like I don't know, I just haven't seen it yet. I don't so think part he of me... is. I think this is going to be him responding to Chris as more so than instigating something. And I feel like Nate kind of you know being attached to some of this drama and Joe just kind of sitting you know quietly in the background. Um, this is kind of lending to the idea that Joe could be our final pick and yeah. Nate could be being set up to be the second. Bachelor of 2022, right, right. you know. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that if Nate doesn't win, that's the only resolution that I'm gonna accept. Or yeah. or we riot. We literally riot. Exactly. So exactly. Also, y'all, it's only see, uh, episode three, and it's already so messy. It's so we messy. already have so many things going on. It's so messy, and I am like literally dying to look at spoilers because I want to know I if I'm same. right. It's same. so hard. <laughs> So same, hard. same. I won't lie. This has been it's been pretty hard. It's but so hard. Um, I told Dallas, I was like, 
can you just look at spoilers but don't tell me? <laughs> he was like, well, what good is that going to do you? He was like, I just want to, I just want you to know. I don't know why. Yeah. I couldn't explain it. It's not logical at all. Like, I just, I need somebody close to me to know because it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Oh, so no, crazy. I know. Well, I, I will say it makes, it makes the season way more fun. I it will does. say that's been. It does. That's been a good part of it. It yep. makes the season yep. more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me excited. I'm like, very much, I'm like, no one can contact me on Tuesdays between 8 and 10. Period. Um, but yeah, no, yep. it's been really great. I love it. And I have a, a, a co-worker who, me and her, like, we, we haven't worked together in, al- in almost two years, but we still, like, text every week talking about these franchise shows or whatever. And she texted me uh, last night, and she was like, um, so I know who wins the season. I said, I text back so quick. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you cannot tell me. <laughs> I was like, like, absolutely not. I was like, no, you can't. So she is so pissed at me right now because I know she wants to talk about it. But (sighs) it's so funny. I was on a little bit of a girl's trip. We went up to the Catskills here, which is where I got a cold. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, Lauren, are you watching The Bachelor? I'm like, "Mm, have you guys heard of Reality and Wine, actually? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like, you guys have to tune in now. But I'm like, yes, I'm very much keeping up with The Bachelorette this season. Yeah. I love it. Hi, Lauren's girlfriends. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All right, guys. So uh, look in ahead. Um, We'll probably have another episode. Um, We're looking at maybe the week after Thanksgiving and then maybe one more episode to wrap up the season after the season finale. So we're looking at probably two more episodes of this season of Reality and Wine. And gosh, it's so fun. It's so fun. I love it. It's so fun. We got to keep doing it. With you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Even if... Clayton season is a snooze fest, you know, doing this will be able to get us through it just a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this will give me some motivation to want to watch Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in, and we will talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.